2: two long-time fishermen to decided into the entire fishing world and guess what they're taking you along for the ride so buckle in and welcome to Paddle and Fin
3: hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin podcast I'm Brian I'm Jay and it's Ricketts. Actually, Ricketts, you got a you got a nickname. I saw that. Since Somebody posted that. Last last podcast, you gave me the nickname Toes. You gave Randall the nickname the looks. Uh, looks. This is a cool so, nickname, uh, by the way. You, you're now referred to as the, the Werewolf. Were- <laughs> 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 that was fitting
1: for that podcast, so, man.
3: Your dog, Hal, the was. best Hal I've ever heard in my life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so but uh, tonight you guys we got uh, a pretty epic guest this is a guy I've always wanted to talk to uh, somebody who's been just absolutely crushing it in the tournament scene um, just real quick I, I pulled up his Tourney X profile here and uh, I don't know how old this profile is but he's fished 71 tournaments Wow 18 first place tournament or 18 first place finishes six second place five third place, and 50 top ten finishes. Wow. There's only 21 tournaments this man has not finished in the top ten. I'm not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> we got none other than Mr. Dwayne Beatty on the show tonight. Welcome, Dwayne. Thanks. How you doing? I'm
2: doing good. How are y'all?
3: Good, man. Good. Thank you for uh, taking the time out to come on tonight. One One interesting stat I saw on this, too, was his average length of fish is 17.15 inches out of out of 303 fish wow
4: that's nuts i think mine's like 15
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think i might be in that 14 and a half range something like that you know but geez man so i mean as always with all our guests dwayne we always start off how you got into kayak fishing
2: well i was i was fishing out of a just a scamp, like a two-man bass boat, and there's just not very many tournament opportunities. And I met some guys at the ramp here locally who were kayak fishing, and I got to hanging out with them, and they finally talked me into getting one after they convinced me they weren't like they used to be and that they were stable and things like that. So in the fall, in October 2015, I got a native Slayer Propel 13, and my first boat
3: nice so when did you make the switch to hobie
2: um that was i fished the 16 season so the 17th season i believe was when i got um into the hobie and got on the hobie team
3: nice very nice so uh, are you in a pa 12 or 14 um
2: i run a 12 i like to throw it in the back of the truck instead of having a trailer and you can do that but it's just a lot easier with the 12 and i find i I've, I've been in both and i just can't see enough difference to for me personally to want the the 14.
3: Mm-hmm. sure 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 i i've talked to quite a few guys and they have the same thought as you 12 is just easier to manage compared to the 14 yeah and it's you know i've never been in a hobie personally but i'm just talking from everything i've heard right and uh it seems like the twelve is just as stable. Um, Does it track? a Little Does lighter.
4: Does it tra- track? as is good.
3: Um, it actually turns better,
2: and I keep <laughs> my um the skeg down quite a bit. So yeah, it tracks just fine. But that weight difference, man, after you fish ten hours or whatever, and you go to load it in the back of the truck, that weight difference is huge.
4: Oh, I bet. I bet those. Is uh, it gone. the same hey, width? It doesn't matter.
1: You? no that's it. yeah sorry is it the same width like the boat um, it's about
2: two inches narrower
1: huh. than, uh, right four,
2: maybe maybe three just a little bit there's definitely yeah. you know a stability deal but i can stand up in my 12 just fine and fish so
5: yeah, yeah
3: there's right no very cool very cool so um obviously you just got home recently and you didn't really have a far trip because you're uh arkansas native correct
2: yeah i live in Salem springs so it was about four hours so not, okay but i've never been to that lake so
3: yeah that's interesting so um i i saw that i think it was did you talk about that when you came across the stage yeah that day yeah, or something a bit. yeah so yeah i was watching the live feed um you know from the flw kbf cup um and i thought it was interesting you know is a big lake uh that's more one of the more well known lakes in arkansas correct
2: yeah it is there's there's several really good lakes between here and there that i've fished you know and it's just never quite made it down that far
3: gotcha gotcha so um you know obviously if you guys have been sleeping under a rock mr Dwayne Beatty took second place um how did uh you know pre-fishing and everything go for you were you on a hot bite i know uh, from all the guys i've talked to um and things like that it, it seemed like a lot of guys were struggling getting on a, a pattern and fish
2: i may have caught a limit of keepers in three days of pre-fishing total oh oh wow <laughs> so no i was not on them i figured out something a little more each day sure. that worked out once it was tournament time but no i wasn't i was i would not consider myself on at all
3: okay so going into day one um how, how did that all go down for you
2: um day one i had some grass way back in the creek that i thought was gonna maybe produce something i i caught a fish in practice and got off of it so i was hoping there was a bunch of fish there well i didn't catch one there but i went all the way back in the creek where it got to inches of water, and I caught three keepers on the way back there, just little spots, but it was at least bites, and as tough as it been, I was happy to have three fish pretty early. Sure. And on the way back out, there had been some schooling fish, and I caught a schooling fish, so now I had four. And I did that just a little while, didn't get my fifth, and I was like, nope, I'm going to go run my thing because I like to cover water and I've been catching them on the top water mostly, so I just decided to go cover miles and miles of water.
3: So what, what, uh, if you don't mind uh, spilling the juice, uh, what were you throwing down there? I threw a
2: buzz bait and a skirmish baits pin dragon top water, which is like a whopper plopper style bait.
3: Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, I heard that there was many guys throwing pretty much the same stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you know, whopper plopper, buzz bait. Um, I know uh, Mr. Sam Jones was down there. He, you know, got a few on a black buzz bait. He he was when I was talking to him, he kept switching back and forth between whopper plopper, buzz bait, whopper right. plopper, buzz bait. And uh, I know uh, one of your catch teammates were was fishing right by him Mr. Dusty Yacker Uh day one and you know he said Dusty was pretty much ripping uh, ripping that whopper plopper all day yeah so
2: yeah and what I I was getting more bots on the buzzbait but I felt like the quality bots would be on the whopper plopper so on day one after I caught a limit finally I switched over to the whopper plopper and made two more coals so You know, it didn't turn out to exactly be that way because on day two, most of the fish I caught were on the buzz bait. And, you know, some of them were 17 inches and 17 and a quarter and things. So now the one fish I caught subsurface in the whole thing, as far as the actual two days of practice, was on day two. I started where I made those two calls on day one late. I started in there on day two and I had one blow up on the pin dragon twice and miss it. And then I oh, threw a man. fluke in there and caught him on a fluke. And that was the 20.25 incher. Wow. Nice. So that was the nice. one and he, he had already showed me where he was. So
4: was there a certain cadence that you were, uh, uh, you know, presenting the, uh, whopper plopper. I mean, obviously a buzz bait, you got to kind of keep that going, but,
2: um, no, I, I pretty fast really.
1: Just burn ripping it. Yeah. it. Yeah,
2: yeah, pretty pretty quick. So.
1: I've never had any luck on Whopper Plopper. I don't even think I don't think I've landed one fish, not one, on a whopper <laughs> popper.
2: Yeah, our pin yeah. dragon actually has more concussion
1: <coughs> yeah.
2: than the whopper plopper mm. does, where the whopper plopper's to me more of a finesse type sound that it makes. So I kinda of like mm-hmm. ours a little better, but Yeah. There's a place for both, definitely, but but I feel like ours will call them up, you know, especially in clear water and stuff. That concussion sound that it makes is really important.
1: Brad likes to throw Whopper Plopper a lot in the river. Brad Hicks. Yeah, it's like his go-to, man. He loves Whopper Plopper. I'm like, I've just never had much luck, man. But I'm going to have to try out one of the – what did you say? They were pin dragons? Yes. Yeah, cool. I looked that up. Here, momentarily, check that yeah, out.
2: the The deal about the buzzbait—I was throwing a quarter-ounce buzzbait, a really small buzzbait.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. For that,
2: for that I do that in the summer. It just you get more bites. It seems like they've seen a lot of buzzbaits and things, and so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something I always do in the summer.
3: Hmm. That's it. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So, so day one. At the close of day one, you were in 17th place with 70 and three quarter inches. Going into day two, did you think you had a chance at even top five? Um,
2: even when we were backstage, and I knew I was in the top 10, I thought I would be in 10th, 9th, or 8th, one of the non-check positions. Sure. I had no idea where I'd felt, where I'd fallen after it was over. Because on day I was in ninth and then I dropped to seventeenth, you know, and I made two calls after it shut off. So I assumed it would be about the same, you know.
3: Right, right, right.
2: I I didn't know.
3: So you're was it the fact that you didn't have cell service or are you one of those types of guys just doesn't like to look at the leaderboard at all during the Well,
2: I know I knew when it shut off that I was in first, but we also the service down there wasn't very good, so there was quite a few that were putting it in and we had an hour after it ended. So there was an hour dead and then an hour after it ended that people could put their fish in. So um, I just assumed several of the leaders that put their fish in late on day one would do the same on day two and bump me down some.
3: So so day two, you basically went where you ended day one. Did you stay there all day or was it uh, it bounce around again? It was just
2: a little mud flat up in a creek not even well it was the creek itself but i mean i was fishing in inches of water most of this time and so i that maybe took 30 minutes to run
3: okay so then i went
2: back to the schooling fish i caught one on the very first cast when i first got there and then i chased them around for maybe 10-15 minutes and they were just going down they weren't acting like they did on the first day or during practice when i would found those and so I caught one, and it was a black, and I'd been catching spotted bass. It was a four sure. black. He stayed in my creel, so I'm glad I caught him. But I, it just didn't feel right, so I took off to three miles away or whatever it was to where I'd caught the majority of the fish the first day. And when I stayed in the area like three miles away, every half mile I'd catch a fish. I mean, they were not
3: concentrated. It was
2: just covering water and keeping that thing going until you got a buy.
3: huh that's crazy man so you know your day two total um you know was 84 and a quarter inches next closest guy was guillermo gonzalez he had 79 and a quarter so you you had five inches on everybody day two um you know, you, you stated that, uh, you know, when you were backstage, you thought you were in those bottom three and as they were calling up people, I mean, what, what was the <laughs> thoughts running through your mind as they were, you were like, am I here by mistake? Or am I like really up there?
2: Well, well, at some point I was starting to begin to wonder if I won. <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> okay. So okay. then we have
2: a whole different level of anxiety going on. Sure. <laughs> you know, sure. know, gets called you know finally after the third place which was a fellow arkansan um garrett morgan yeah when chad said and the next person also from arkansas then i knew Yeah. yeah 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 that's that's the first point where i had any idea where where i'd fallen
3: that's awesome that is awesome so uh let's talk about being on that stage i've heard a lot of different guys talk about um just just the feeling of being on that stage was just something nostalgic and something they'll remember forever. Did you have that same feeling? I mean, what, what do you think about that whole situation there?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely, because this is the... I mean, we've had big tournaments. You know, the national championship pays a lot of money, but as far as prestige, this is probably the sure. biggest one we've had in kayak mm-hmm. fishing. Just, absolutely. The way I look at it, there's usually the audience is made up of other kayak fishermen and this right. real audience plus it was on FLW live and everything. So, I mean, the gravity of it was just huge.
3: That's awesome. Super awesome. Um,
1: that had to be nerve wracking knowing all so, those people watching it.
3: At the
2: very <laughs> time when I was up there, it, it wasn't too bad. I did better than usual at the yeah. national if I locked up a little bit, I wasn't doing so well there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a little different, right? Because you know, national championship, you're in a room surrounded with your peers, your fellow anglers, right? And then, you know, um, you know, like you said, FLW is a little different. He had a different audience there. So yeah,
2: and national I, championship, the guy that went after me, he completely couldn't speak. So. That made me look a little better, at
4: least <laughs> before, before I got he, locked up. He's like, How do you feel? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> you know, what are you do with this check? Uh yeah, you know.
3: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So um if you guys haven't seen it, you guys need to check out this uh, this little teaser that Mr. Duke Westcamp put out from Catch Products. Um, you know, Duke was down there following you around on the water uh, that whole week and uh, putting together that video. And uh, I know I got it in a private message from Duke, and uh, he was like, hey, I just want to know what you think. And uh, my response to him was, we try to keep this clean. But I was like, bad ass. <laughs> like, this is awesome, dude. And he's like, oh, thanks, you know, for the kind words. He's like, I'm just sending it to a few people. I just wanted to get their opinions. So, I mean, obviously you've seen it now. You went through the experience of all the filming and stuff. Did you think it was going to come out as good as it did now that you've seen this teaser? And, I mean, this isn't even the full, full-fledged full thing. This is just a teaser, So to speak.
2: After the national championship, um, the small video they made then when they were first starting to do this, that was awesome. So I just assumed it would be. And obviously, it is. And I can't wait to see the full thing. Um, Yeah, Vasily, really awesome job. I mean, he is a great videographer and he doesn't know anything about fishing other than what he's learned from following us recently right and that gives him a different eye i mean he's sure it's not the same stuff that you would normally see from people who you know f- film fishing things and and yeah. it's just it's really neat he's he's doing some awesome things
3: yeah man it I, like i said i was just like first i was blown away that duke even messaged it to me <laughs> second i'm like watching it and i'm like holy crap man like and and i think that's key what you just said you know the guy that's videotaping and he's not familiar with fishing so you're getting a different perspective right you're getting a whole different angle through that camera lens compared to you know all the guys that are set doing all this fishing you know videography stuff you know so i think it just brings up brings a whole new different angle and i you know you mentioned that um national championship video and i remember seeing that as well and i was like whoo that's uh pretty pretty sweet
2: yeah all of all everything he's done so far has just been out of the park and i mean you know with the drone footage and everything um just being in a kayak as well the the hardest thing he's having to do and duke when they're following me, I fish like two miles an hour, not going by the yeah, spot to yeah. spot. But literally, when I'm fishing, I <laughs> I go really fast, so they have a hard time keeping up with me. But but they did a good job, and they they did for the most part.
1: Did you feel like them filming you altered the way you fished?
2: No, um, and I'm pretty shy and have, you know, I don't know, but when they filmed me at the national championship, it was fine. It didn't bother me. Yeah. And so this wasn't either. I don't, I don't really understand why it seems like it would, but I could care less. I don't know. I'm kind yeah. of robotic once I get in the zone of fishing. Yeah. So I just really don't pay that much attention and no, it doesn't bother me at all. And I'm, I, and I'm as surprised as anybody of that.
1: Yeah. I did some filming for for Torquito. Uh, it was like what a week and a half ago and it, I, I, didn't fish the way I fished. I, I, it was weird, man. It's like when you have a camera on there, you know, you, that, that I have to perform, I have to catch something. We're on camera. I got to make it happen. Just man, it really messed with me, you know? And, and I, and i found myself, I'm like, I don't even know who I am right now. This is not how I fish, you know, who is this guy? So, you know, thankfully I landed one in like a 13 hour day, but I mean, it was, it changed me. It completely, it, it mentally it threw me off big time it was i don't know man i can keep those cameras over there boys. i'm trying to
2: <laughs> trying to land some fish yeah, yeah um, they were actually supposed to film dusty because he came in second on day one so they were right. him on day two but he was worried about it affecting how he fished too yeah so he was like please don't so they followed they wound up following me which worked out good for the video because now they got the complete story because it was they were following me through practice and then both yeah. days now.
1: So yeah. just it's dumb luck
2: that they got the entire story of my my journey on that.
1: Yeah. Um, That's really, it, awesome, man. It, yeah. yeah. Even when Aaron and I did that installation video for the big rig on the torpedo we we were just on the river just throwing. Just normal throwing, man, and I threw this jig out. And something hit it, and I ripped it, and it just made this big ball of yarn up in the air when that jig came out. And I'm like, I couldn't even cast right; like it just, <laughs> you know. And then I have my team manager right there watching me too, and he's trying to film me at the same time. I just seem kind of shake his head, like, "What's going on with this guy?" I'm like, "Man, I buckled <laughs> under the pressure big time. I just folded." So
5: yeah, it was. Funny. It's
1: interesting, man. I can see why why Dusty wouldn't want a camera on him. I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah. different. It's a lot different.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so you said you're ripping around the lake and Duke's trying to keep up. I mean, it, that explains why he looks a little thinner. But uh, <laughs> was he able to keep up? You know,
2: um, you know, like if I would make a run or something, they'd be a few minutes behind. But,
4: yeah. but yeah. <laughs> we'll meet you there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you drop us a pin. <laughs> I've do that before, actually. <laughs>
2: Oh, they yeah, say, like get funny. out
4: into an open spot. They're like, I don't know which way it went.
2: <laughs> yeah, on um, day one, no. while it was still dark, and I was heading out, you know, before we actually started. I couldn't see them back there, and I called. I was like, Are y'all back there? <laughs> <So> <laughs> they're like, We think we see your lot. Are you right there? I was like, Okay, yeah, that's me. I can't see you, but I'm, I'm back that's
4: me.
3: It's like, Come is on. it moving left or right or right to <laughs> left? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh that's hilarious oh man so no i'm uh i'm super interested to see the final product is there any word on when that's gonna drop by any chance
2: um without committing to anything i'm thinking it'll maybe out this coming week
3: oh sweet. nice yeah. sweet yeah i'm looking forward
1: to that nice. i didn't get to, i didn't see the teaser i wanted to see the whole video so
4: yeah i think dusty was talking about his getting released to his teaser yeah,
1: yeah.
2: um yeah. There's one in the can already of Dusty, mm. and um, that one's going to come out pretty soon because we they had held it back because it may have been on TV and it may still be on TV, but it was they needed to know if they could show it or not if it would mm. be you know be part of the contract gotcha. that it could only be on TV and it is mm-hmm. not, so that one's going to come out too. So oh, oh, and I've oh. seen that one and it is it's outstanding.
1: Wow! Nice. Awesome. Very cool. dude, that would be so cool, cool to be on TV, cable TV. <sighs> Nobody would want to see the werewolf on TV. Yeah, bro. just you see me just ripping bass out, howling at the moon.
4: There's a reason why you're just on Skype, dude. Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, that's the greatest. You see me do it, Chris. So, uh, Funk. You guys, see, did you guys see Chris Funk on his YouTube video? it was the jackson media well, they know. went to jay where did they go uh lost well, panama. Los panama. panama yeah Yeah. and then he caught a rooster fish so he did his big rooster call on camera holding this big rooster <laughs> it's the best thing ever man like <laughs> dude he is such an awesome dude oh
3: that's great yep. so uh we're talking about catch man so how did uh how did you getting on the catch team all work out did duke just call you up and say hey we want you or
2: Um, apparently he'd been watching me for a while and I fished a few of the catch photo release tournaments won a couple of those so kind of impressed him there and you know apparently he'd been watching for a while what kind of person I was and all that stuff And so a spot came up where the the challenge team for the national championship they were looking for people so um, they asked me to be on that and the rest is history as they say
3: Nice, nice. What, uh, I forget, what place did the catch team come in down at the NC? Oh, I
2: don't even remember.
3: <laughs> I forget it, too, man.
2: It wasn't one of the money, it wasn't the money spot, but we did well. I believe we may have been. Yeah. We may have been second I, place. I don't remember. I'm not yeah, up. I
3: thought I thought you guys were up there. Yeah. yeah, I thought you guys were up there. I just wasn't sure. I I couldn't remember off the top of my head. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, what an incredible team, man! I mean, you guys got some some sticks. I mean, not only yourself, but you know, like you mentioned, Dusty, um, Kurt Smits, right, is on that team yeah. as well. Yeah, Kurt's a Kurt is an Kurt's man. a good guy, man.
2: Dusty Dusty is he's he's gonna be there i mean he's he doesn't need anything but but more to win he's got the skills he just needs to win he's been do what he does
3: yeah he's been crushing it this year man. and it all all started at the nc you know yeah i mean just i mean i know i've been trying to beat him all year (laughs) we did we did
4: technically once didn't we
3: I wasn't gonna bring it up, but yes.
4: You're kidding me? That's the only time I can brag about it. I mean it wasn't a it wasn't yeah. a big win and it's not like I took first, but yeah. I played Siren Dusty once this year. <laughs>
3: Love you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dusty's a good cat. We we had him when this podcast was uh, was very young. Uh, we had him as a guest as well. And uh, just uh just a great, interesting person and uh, hell of a fisherman and you know hearing his story how he got into kayak fishing you know i've used that you know many times as a reference you know he was in a cheap boat i think he went up fished an mkt event and just crushed it (laughs) you know and uh, i think he won a hobie in that event you know and it's just like you know but the kid's a stick man um you know he always comes through you always see him at the top of that leaderboard Except for that one time, Jay. Except for that one, one time. time. <laughs> one time. I'm going to take that to
4: the bank, dude.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he can beat me what? like 20 uh, times.
4: I'd like, I got you once, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once. <laughs> you <know>? once. yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Proud moment. <laughs>
3: oh, man. So, um,. Let's, you know, you have a, a bait company. You custom paint some baits. Uh, you want to touch on that a little bit, how that all gets started and everything?
2: Yeah, skirmish baits. I've been painting baits since I was in high school. We had a art teacher that wow. taught us a little bit about about an airbrush in high school, and I immediately went home and bought one to paint lures because fishing and art are the two things that I've done since I can remember or since way before I can remember and so hmm. something that does both of those was just perfect for me. So I've done that and I had bait works, custom lure painting for a long time. And then eventually that morphed into um skirmish baits with a friend of mine. And okay. now I don't paint baits that people send me so much as just painting quantity, you know, that we sell on the site. So they're True. all custom painted by me and like i say i've been doing it many many years and i win a lot of tournaments on my own stuff too <laughs> yeah. well,
3: maybe that's my problem you know i wish i had 50 top 10 place finishes i have to get some skirmish baits
2: <laughs> yeah they <laughs> they they don't catch them for you but they definitely get bit
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I know you got crankbaits. You mentioned your top water. Are you doing anything else in particular or just just those two style baits?
2: Um, no, we have square bills and then we have a little deeper diver. One of our main ones that's our um wiggle wart style bait, which is our pin or, yeah. I'm sorry, our crevice critter. And okay. Basically the outside of it is exactly like a pre Rapala Wigglewort, and then I had some changes made on the internals to get it what I wanted.
5: And Interesting, it
2: is a beast. It I live right here in the Ozarks where that's a big deal. I with all the smallmouth, I'm sure you guys actually throw one.
1: You said the crevice critter.
2: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: I'm looking at your website right now, man. They look yeah. really nice. And
2: that little bait right there is awesome. I've fished a pre-Rapala wigglewort for years and never doubled when i got the prototype for that and painted it up i doubled twice in the first week when i was trying it
1: wow what's your favorite what's your favorite pattern on here
2: probably chris's red craw overall on those i like to throw brown green or red in the crawdad pattern right. so okay really i don't have i don't get too favorite-y on things overall yeah But within those three there's several good ones you know and i just whichever one the fish are biting that day really
1: yeah nice man they're beautiful though i mean you paint everything on them
2: we have several top waters and on the site if something's out of we have so many colors and patterns and things if something's out of stock it disappears that way there's not you don't have to sift through a ton of stuff to find something to buy
1: the pop and crawl looks really good you got a really pretty green on there, and you, you actually paint the bill of it, too. You paint everything.
2: Some of them, yeah. Some of them yeah. have bills, some of them have tips, some of them are painted on a, nice. on a style mm-hmm. bait. Basically, if it's got a clear bill, it represents a 2-inch crawdad. If it's painted, it's a 3-inch crawdad.
1: Oh, I like it. So you okay. can
2: change the, the presentation and what size, what size bait you're presenting to them by the by whether it's got a clear or painted bill.
1: Interesting. Good deal, man. That's actually really clever.
4: I want to ask you a question. This, sure. no, Now, it may be a trade secret, so you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I am a fellow lure maker myself. Uh-huh. I'm interested in your clear coat.
2: <laughs> that I actually got my clear coat, what I use from 316 Lures that paints the um, big swim baits.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And I actually signed an NDA that I won't tell anyone what it is. <laughs> so literally, I can't tell you.
4: I'm leaving. Wow.
2: Awesome. <laughs> a really good one.
4: Oh, man. I'm looking for something bulletproof. I'm still doing epoxy, and it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so if annoying.
2: If you're not doing less, large quantities, epoxy is actually the best way to go. I
1: know. I know. I found Crankbank Johnny's lure on here already. I'm going to sell him out. Can you guys – can you see it? It's coming in. Oh. Chartreuse and huh? blue. Yeah. Chartreuse and blue. Yeah. That's the one. Nice. That's where he oh. got his name, Crankbait Johnny, throwing chartreuse and <laughs> blue.
3: Oh, it's such a bummer. That's always a heavy hitter. Jay's <laughs> yeah. dreams were just uh, crushed.
4: Me, me and Brian have talked about this. I'm like, dude, I yeah. need to, like, figure out another hard code something, like – like i'm just so yeah. tired of because i end up doing like three i'll do three coats of epoxy oh wow like because i want to make them as bulletproof as possible plus two if yeah. i enter in, if i do glitter i'll usually do it on the second layer right so to kind of get it off the paint you know
2: uh-huh.
4: uh huh. but yeah I'm, i usually do so yeah i mean i don't know i i just think everybody deserves like a you know a good product so I try to do something that I know if it's going to get banged around I'd rather it last you know
2: yeah it just depends on the epoxy so thick anyway I usually don't do multiple coats of epoxy just <laughs> because of the weight it adds to the lure so I mean some some baits are okay it doesn't matter and then some some I don't like
1: anything too thick on yeah, yeah. I jacked up secret sauce NDA <laughs> man that's crazy yep. <laughs>
4: No, I know what you're talking about, though. I've done that to some uh, more rattle-trap-type-looking lures, uh-huh. and I got a little nuts with the epoxy on one, and it was just crazy thick. <laughs> I mean, you, you can tell, and it's at the point where you just can't fix it anymore, and you're like, oh, God. Right. you know, like you got like one little run, and you're like, oh, Jesus.
2: Have you had the thing where the epoxy doesn't dry after you've mixed it and you think you've done a good job, and then you've got a whole batch that's just yep. sticky?
4: <laughs> yep, dude, I, cause I'll wait, dude. I'll wait 24 hours. Actually, I'll like I'll make sure it's cured, uh-huh. like to where it's not tacky or anything. And then, you know, I'll go back into it. And I've done, like, I know what you're talking about, cause I'm like, okay, cool, ready to build some lures. And then the first one you touch, you're like, what is going on? <laughs> and it, and it's just super tacky, and you're like, what? And you're like, oh my, are all, of, all of them are like this? Like, what is going? on? <laughs> and, and that's the moment you realize. Yeah, like, I I didn't mix it correctly. Yeah, dude, it just drives me nuts. And then, then, you know what you gotta do? Gotta put another freaking layer on.
3: (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) I had that on a fishing rod once, man, because you do epoxy on the thread wraps and everything. And I remember, like, I had it in the dryer all night. Go to do, like, that was actually supposed to be the final coat, and I was going to pull it out, and I, had like, grabbed the thread wraps, and I was like, what what is going on here you know and i remember i was so specific on like i had like little measuring cups man because they say you got to be so exact otherwise it's not going to cure right and this and that and you know i had to do basically the same thing you said man add another coat and you know cross your fingers and hope it works out you know i mean that was a difference it was a it was an expensive fly rod you know not not a couple of throwaway crankbaits you know (laughs) so well you had mentioned uh, that you had them tweak some stuff on the crankbaits so it was your style so are you working with like a plastic injection molding company to to mold all your crankbaits for you
2: yeah we have a supplier that you know if we want something changed within like our square bill looks a lot like everybody else's too but there's certain things sure. in there that we change. Our one-knocker, if anybody goes to look at the square bills, get some one-knockers. That one-knocker, instead of being in a track, it's just open in the body, mm. the big ball that bounces around in there.
1: I'm looking at them right if, now. If, yeah.
2: If you get under a bridge or around the dock or something where you can hear it coming out of the water, the sound that's making it, it sounds like a hydro-waver or something. I mean, it's got oh, such huh. a unique sound and it that i love that thing
3: that's I, interesting i
2: probably throw that square bill one knocker everywhere i go you know i don't always find them on it but that's like my go-to thing if i can find them on that then it's lots out
3: hmm. what kind of rod do you like to use with your crankbaits
2: um i'm not really brand specific at this point i've got all kinds of different brands but just something sure medium and parabolic and like seven foot six i like a longer rod i make long casts with a square bill i don't make little short pitches to the bank i make long casts and try to get it down in that six foot range instead of fishing two to four feet like a lot of people do with a square bill you know if it's muddy somewhere mm-hmm. or something i'll make those little casts and sure i'll go up in line size i usually use 10 pound line on it which is a lot less than most people do but it gives you that extra depth i can i can usually hit six foot with our square bill or 1.5 size the hmm. m9 interesting and you know depending on cover i'll throw 14 15 pound line and and do the little pitches but just i feel like i'm throwing it in places a lot of people don't that they'll fish some other style bait or whatever and that haven't seen, hmm. seen a square bill will crush
1: yeah right right. right. looking that at your sense. one knockers right now i found two that I, I i'm gonna order the chrome black and then the gold the gold for the yeah. river and the chrome black yeah. do really good in some waters around here yeah man you you you're artistic, man. You make some great-looking baits. Thanks.
3: Thanks. Yeah. You got the bank website open, too, so you could put a second mortgage on your man, place. Man, I'm
1: telling you yeah go
3: ahead and get this i think my wife's to bed so i got free
1: reign on the bank account right now (laughs) you can sneak into her purse and get the card dwayne's like yes yes
3: (laughs) making more money tonight that's awesome paying his entry fee for the next tournament
5: always looking for that (laughs) that's
3: funny um so i mean is is skirmish baits your full-time gig then
2: um yeah, I do that and I also um do like social media management and different things on the side, graphic design, anything nice. art related or social media. But but the the bread and butter is paint and baits.
3: Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, let me yeah, I sorry. got that. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Go ahead.
4: All right. So <laughs> something's come up that I've noticed too, like so I mean, you know, it seems like Uh, I'm kind of wishy-washy like I'm uh, uh, in terms of like I want to grow like fish mob into something bigger. But I've noticed too that you end up spending a ton of time making baits rather than fishing. Like they trade like when I was going pretty heavy into it and when there was actually more business with it. Like I noticed that I just wasn't able to get out and fish as much. And I'm wondering if you feel that pressure as well or that imbalance or if you don't have that imbalance, like how do you balance all that?
2: Oh, that actually—that absolutely happens. One of the good things is a lot of the busiest time of year is in the winter, because I guess when people can't fish, they buy baits. <laughs>
5: gotcha. <laughs> but the Guilty. The
2: busiest time of year, and then when you would think it would be busy, it's kind of slow. So, the tournament season's not as big, and yeah. also a lot of it has to do with. How you produce baits, you know, and when you get to where you're doing more of each color at a time and thing, then mm. it, it gets to where you can produce more in a shorter amount of time so that you can still get on the water, and there's a lot of times I can't fund fish because I'm having to work, but yeah, I usually make it I usually make the to any tournament I'm gonna make it to.
4: I got gotcha. you interesting,
3: interesting, so um. With you being in Arkansas and so much great water around you, what's, what's some of your favorite lakes? If somebody wanted to make a trip down, down your direction, what, what bodies of water would you send them to?
2: Um, I fish a lot of small lakes around here. And then even Grand Lake in Oklahoma is really awesome. And Beaver Lake, I'm not a fan of Beaver Lake so much. I won, I've won a few tournaments there and i always catch fish there but there's just something about that lake it's not my favorite at all okay (laughs) um (laughs) it's the closest big lake but then if you go south you know there's a little lake called atkins as awesome fishery it's it's got poor strain bass in it and everything dardanelles down there and then if you go on down like you say, I've never been to Washtenaw but when you go on down you get to Washtenaw and Hamilton and things like that and then we, probably my favorite lake in the area would be Bull Shoals I've only been there
3: okay
5: a
2: times but that lake is awesome and then and Table Rock is really good. I've actually got a tournament at what's called Beaver Town which is the, ri- the white river that comes out of Table Rock the part that goes to beaver lake dam okay that part of the river is called beaver town so technically it's on table rock but it's in the river so i've never been there either so this is going to be a new experience this weekend it's just a club event but um should be a good one
3: which uh which club is that for uh natural
2: state kayak anglers
3: Okay, and that's like the club you usually fish yeah, that's in my your area, club, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I saw you mention Table Rock. I was looking through your Tourney X, and you had a fourth place finish on that last year for a KBF event, I believe, right? Yeah,
2: that was another one. I was throwing our the big pin dragon on that one, the same color, same everything, except the one thirty instead of the
3: one ten. What was that color?
2: Uh, the boneyard.
3: The boneyard.
2: Yep, not. It's a basically a bone color. I only throw three colors. I throw our clear one. I throw the solid black and the boneyard. I
3: don't.
2: I don't get too too wild on. We make other, a lot of other colors, but I don't get too wild on color selection personally.
3: I need to place an order. I have a tournament there next month. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, I'll like, be down there.
2: I also do this a lot. When I catch fish in a tournament, I, I tend to catch them on things that we don't have in stock right now. There's no pin dragons
1: on the site. <laughs> I checked. I saw oh. that. I saw that. I was going to ask you, yeah. like, when you're going to get them back yeah. on?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. just unfortunate, but just one of those things. My, and when we get them, it takes you know a while to get them. So,
3: so yeah. My dreams have just been crushed. Yeah.
4: They're probably at eBay for like twice the price. Yeah. <laughs> Let me gouge it, you know.
3: After this podcast drops, they will. Yeah, be, yeah. be like, Schiller's looking for some of these pintails. I'll, I'll drop them a link to eBay for three times yeah. the normal price. <laughs> Plus, shipping. Yeah no, yeah, no kidding. No breaks there. It's like, that'll
4: be another 10 bucks no matter where it's going.
3: Oh, that's hilarious that's hilarious um so uh what what all you got coming up what what are you looking forward to for the rest of the season and stuff like that
2: um the trail championship up in wisconsin's probably the next big one that i know i'm fishing I yeah um i don't look at the schedule too much in advance so that i don't get anxiety and worry about what i what's coming up (laughs)
5: sure 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 you
2: know but i do know that one's coming up but um um next year i hear that our region's going to be better for kbf because i haven't fished any trail events this year because
3: yeah i noticed they stuck
2: us in the southeast and like the closest event was like 14 hours away the closest one so yeah i just chose not to fish any of the trail events this year because of that but but next year out here yeah. they're gonna revamp the region and i'll probably fish them all next year
3: yeah that's what i heard and i was kind of curious uh you know why you hadn't fished any trail events you know i thought maybe you'd bounce up for a couple of the central ones you know figuring those were a little closer but even still man i mean it's pretty far away from, there were you
2: know. a couple that were conflicting with something else that were close enough in a different region that i was actually going to hit but it just didn't work out where i could hit those
3: i got you i got you so did you qualify through the fish in the cup or was that qualification from the national championship
2: for wisconsin for For the uh,
3: yeah for the trail yeah trail. not the
2: trail championship i qualified for the um
3: College. oh the yeah. uh the it's challenge the series place. okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah so, very
2: cool that's how i got in that's what i'm that's what i'll be in uh, instead of the trail side
3: nice 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 yeah no i'll be up there uh i qualified through the trail i know i saw today uh one of your catch teammates david brook mm-hmm. uh i think he's qualified mm-hmm. through the challenge and the trail nice nice yeah totally i, I believe because yeah, because I think uh, he took second at East West Harbor or third, second or third. I don't know. He was up there. Um, but and then I know he's won some uh, some challenge events here back in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Very cool, man. The whole catch crew is going to be up there. Um,
2: pretty close, if not. Yeah.
3: I feel another video coming. Yeah. On. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm sure they'll be <clears> following <throat> somebody around.
3: Oh that's cool, man. That's cool. Um Yeah, man. I mean, is there anything else you want to cover? Um I think we covered most most everything, man. I mean um obviously congrats again on your second place finish and your outstanding bio on the uh on the old tourney X there, man. I mean I don't think I've ever seen a profile in Turney x that's that prestigious man i mean yeah you gotta, you gotta pat yourself on the back <laughs> for that my friend
2: thanks um yeah. some of yeah. that's online obviously which bumps up your numbers but then you have a little tournament yeah. fever or something where you're catching 12 inches and it, it it balances out so i guess it's still pretty impressive but <laughs> but yeah. to me i just yeah. i just go fishing i don't even really i mean i i'm i'm aware of it but i could
5: yeah.
3: at
2: the same time <laughs> I just love I just love what we're doing you know
3: heck yeah man heck yeah so well with that being said if you uh, if you can give one piece of advice to a new to kayak fishing person what would that be
2: that fishing tournaments about half of it is the mental side a quarter of it is the fishing and then a quarter of it is the cpr taking your pictures and things i see so many people that either get spun out and don't 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 respond well to adversity or whatever on the mental side or they take bad pictures or whatever and they have problems with that and you know they may be excellent fishermen but if you don't have those other two things going then you're you as far as tournaments go, you're not gonna do as well.
3: Yeah, I know I struggle big time with that whole mental game, man. Um, oh yeah,
1: it's hard yeah, not to. Yeah. yeah, you look down yeah. on the floor, you blue sky, and you see like thirty seven different baits down there. <laughs> it's getting hot. <laughs> you know,
4: and, and it's crazy. Like, I mean, it always seems to be after like one like one significant moment. Like I remember watching a 17 and a half small mouth just flop off my board, which yep. was like a great start to the morning. And before that, I mean, I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm going to, I'm I was like, I'm definitely going to be in a top five today. We're going to do this. Jay, we're going to do this. This stupid fish, this stupid fish, like just jumps off my board. And I'm like, what the and then at, and everything after that was like just horrible yeah like i, like I yeah. didn't know how to fish anymore yeah. like i yeah. didn't i was like my my whole plan i mean even the same stuff i was doing wasn't working no more and it's almost like i was sending yeah. a signal down the damn line to the fish
1: it makes you, know? you contemplate yeah. life dude <laughs> you're like what yeah. am i doing with my yeah. life right now i think like, <laughs> dude <Stupid."> i've literally <laughs> fished a tournament i was so happy to catch one i'm like cool time for a nap I got yeah. one on the boat. I'm good now. I'm going to take a little nap now. I just, uh, the middle game is, is tough. It's Gerald tough. Swindle,
2: yeah. Gerald Swindle talks about when he was watching KVD on TV, and he's slinging a crankbait out there, and he has a six-pounder come to the surface and come off, and he just keeps going. And it has, happens like two more times, and he turns to the camera and says, we're on him. It's going to be a good day you know he's losing these fish yeah it would destroy most people but all he sees is that he's got it figured out he's got confidence that he's going to catch five of them that you know it's just going to keep happening and that's not easy for everybody to just put it out of your mind and when you lose the fish
3: yeah i just struggle with that at uh at mark twain man i started off the morning great had like four 15 inch fish i got text messages coming in you know brian's in fourth place right now oh now he's in fifth all he needs is one more fish and i think i think that's my problem is i look at my damn phone while i'm fishing but uh you know it's and then that whole day i'm like i'm looking at the leaderboard i'm like all i need is one 12 inch fish and i missed one That was probably 14, maybe 15, and uh, then I started scrambling, man, and then it was like, oh, I need to move spots. I went to a different ramp, dropped back in. I caught fish there pre-fishing. I see a bunch of kayaks there. I'm like, oh, it has got to be fish here. Nope, not for Brian. And it was like that whole drive home, you're just like, the hell is my problem? Yeah. The one day I just wanted to catch a 12 inch fish, I couldn't yeah. do it. Couldn't do it. And then I talked to uh, Alan Reed, you know, congrats, to Alan Reed, on his first place finish, man. And he was like, Yeah, I was throwing a big TRD and a big tube. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, that's great. I had a big TRD tied up right next yeah. to me. I never threw it. <laughs> never threw it. Nope, nope. Just stuck with the same bait. Like, you know, it it's that whole mental game, like you said, man. It's a it's a struggle, but you know, once you overcome that, it's like you know, I started the season out with a bang, so I think I had a huge like confidence boost. And then not only that, I had a a a bad bad day one at the FLW KBF Open and then you know i wanted redemption so going into madison i was like yeah this is it and jay was up there fishing with me and you know i was on on some pretty decent fish all all week and then uh you know come tournament day jay slept in then i get a text hey bro you're crushing it keep going (laughs) i had no skin in the game i could sleep in (laughs) and i'm like i'm like all right well you know if jay says i'm crushing it let's do this you know but um yeah it is what it is man so but yeah i think that's great advice man that's great advice um i think many of us struggle with that mental game so um you know if you can overcome that you can you can make some things happen that's for sure i think
1: a lot of people just get out there and forget the fish just just fish you know what I mean? Forget the yeah, tournament, yeah. forget the money, forget yeah. all the anglers, just go out there and do what you know how to do. I'm one of those guys, man. I get all bent out of shape, yeah. frustrated. Um, and then I was like, eh, you know, Hey, if I, if I get one, I'm like, cool. I got one. Now let's just just go out there and have fun with it. So Cowan Lake, I was like that, you know, everybody went this way. I'm like, man, I'm going to go have fun. I never fish these, this pads over here. I'm going to go over there and just crushed them over there. You know? So it was, it was fun, man. It's, just got a fish. I don't
3: think we ever brought this up, but like, you finally caught a fish, and then you forgot to write the code on your identifier. Well, so you got DQ. Yeah,
1: that didn't happen.
4: There's See, that twenty five percent.
1: Here, here's. <laughs> so uh, here's what actually happened. I didn't forget to write the code on there. I looked. I looked at my my partner. I said, "He goes, yeah, you could just use um, you can use the buddy bass one." I'm like, "Cool, I don't need the paddle and fin one." I stupidly just assumed i could use the buddy bass one so i just threw that on the board and was like yeah so after and that we talked
3: about me. it the night before yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> somebody had a couple too many sweet waters or something yeah man it's, <laughs> it's all right it yeah. was
1: fun though at least it i did all man. my my fish dq
3: <laughs> yeah no it was just the one because i called you because we had susie judging the fish and she's like um yeah, so Ricketts is one of the Paddle and Fin guys, right? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And she's like, he doesn't have his identifier number on there. Uh, Should I DQ it? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I threw you under the bus right away. (laughs) And I'll keep it clean, but
1: his phone call to me was epic. This is how you know he and I are... You know, when we he and I first met, we just hit it off the bat. So same thing with Jay. And then we when we actually got to hang out in person, it was like we're all we're, we're brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you got to yeah. kind of you got to kind of see the set the scene that we all just really can rip on each other and take it well so i get the phone call and it's like hey you dumb you know and, yeah. and then i you didn't write the code <laughs> on your identifier you know i'm like great of all people to call me it had to be freaking chiller because i'm never going to hear at the end of it you know so
3: <laughs> it was great man uh, you know uh, too funny man yeah, it
1: was funny. great it's weird man how you get you you get into that mindset you got to compete i gotta gotta catch fish and you forget the stupid stuff you forget little stuff you know what i mean like it's it's weird the important things the important things i'm sure you got a down pat man i mean your resume is impressive dude i I was blown away i was looking at it too like man this guy's legit giving me goosebumps i'm talking one of the greatest so (laughs) yeah yeah. I shot you a friend invite on Facebook, so, you know, don't make, don't make me feel like a reject. I'm going to put it out there on the podcast, so now you have to accept it. So
3: Dwayne's scrolling through his phone. Decline. Decline. Dwayne, I'll, I'll send you some cash,
4: too. Just decline it. As,
2: as long as you don't look like an ossess, you know, with, 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 with like... Want no mutual friends, you know, and yeah, yeah. No, fish in, <laughs> no fish in your picture, things like that. Then you're all
1: right. It's it's the it's also like girls. You you'll see this girl be like some supermodel. I'm like I know this girl didn't send me.
3: Yeah, something. you don't even. Have to yeah. it's, <laughs> not, it's not real. No. Yeah, it's oh, too funny, yeah. man. Too funny. Well, Dwayne, why don't you uh, give a shout-out to your sponsors and uh, the teams you're on. uh, Plug where people can find Skirmish Baits and and all that good stuff, man.
2: All right. SkirmishBaits.com is where you can find those. Everything on there I paint. I'm on the Hobie team, obviously. And my local shop is Ozark Mountain Trading Company. Shout-out to those guys. Um, The catch team, best measuring board there is, made in the USA. Duke'll take care of you. Yeah, buddy. Um, Taylor Man's Custom Lures makes buzz baits and spinner baits. Um, I was not throwing his buzz bait, but we're gonna make one. It was <laughs> nice. make, but we're gonna we're gonna change a few things and make one perfectly made for what I was doing. And so we're gonna have one coming out that'll be better than what I was throwing. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but that's the main ones I think.
1: Oh, right I on, just man. got a We're... new
2: one, Dakota Lithium.
1: Oh, nice! Oh, yeah, very cool, yeah, man.
2: Stormy, great yeah. guy. Met him
5: down
2: um That that's a brand new thing that's coming about. So that one's pretty awesome too. He makes awesome products. I've been seeing them. Most of the catch guys already had them. So, All very lithium cool lithium batteries.
3: Heck yeah, man! That's a that's a great one. That's a great one. Cool man. Uh where can uh folks find you on social media? You on just Facebook or are you on Instagram as well?
2: Um Facebook just under my name and then there's also Dwayne Beatty Kayak fishing page. Um Instagram is Dwayne Beatty and the Beatty is B the number eight and an E instead hey. of actually spelling out my name. But if you type it in it'll come up in the search. Um Okay. Mostly those two. I'm on on just okay. about everything
3: but those are the two that better the main ones very cool man very cool well Dwayne, thank you so much for taking time out tonight to uh sit and chat with us man we really appreciate it and uh you know if you ever got anything coming up or anything like that uh feel free to reach out man awesome We'd definitely love to plug you if you got some new baits coming out or something like that just shoot us a message man we'll uh We'll put that out here on uh, Paddle and Fin Podcast. Man.
2: Awesome. I appreciate it and glad to be here.
3: Thanks, man. Take care, man. With that with that being said, guys, um, don't forget to uh, check out the website, Paddle, the letter N, and finn.com. Uh, we got uh, the Yeah, Buddy t-shirts up there now. Uh, visit the store. Uh, we made some changes here. Uh, you guys just heard Sam Jones is now on the um, – the real down segment with, um, Mr. Brad Hicks. Uh, we got five segments every week, Monday through Friday guys. So, uh, you know, get down on it. Um, shout out to all our hosts and stuff for, uh, pumping out the content. We got bass fishing for noobs. If you're new to fishing, want to learn about some fishing techniques. That's on Tuesdays. Uh, Wednesdays is Susie Roloff. Every other Wednesday. Uh, I know, uh, i think we got an epic guest lined up for her i'm not going to announce that yet um the the final cast the review segment on thursdays um i forget do you guys know what they're reviewing this week
4: oh geez the, We're gonna put us on the, wasn't slide, it the uh... net it was
3: the net the iraq net i think it's the iraq it? net oh the yeah, iraq yeah yeah and something else yeah, yeah yeah and something else i believe yeah. um and then obviously all the tournament recaps come out on uh fridays um this and then we just did a bonus episode saturday uh that'll be um they talked with uh Clint henderson nice so uh the winner of the flw kbf cup so be yeah. on the lookout for some new swag we got some new swag yeah. in the works we're not gonna yeah buddy at least yeah but it's coming it's coming they've been asking for the had, but uh they're coming so but uh shout out to uh rocktown adventures loveland canoe and kayak hammered lures coyote sunglasses fish mob Lures, southern lake co and michigan ohio kayak anglers don't forget to use plastics recycling program guys address is in the show notes save your used plastics from this uh fishing season Mail them in to our man, Eric Richards, over there at Hammered Lures. He melts those plastics down into new baits and donates them to heroes on the water. Goes to a good cause rather than your local garbage dump. Get her done. With that being said, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling.